This is the Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. And as always, I would like to thank you for listening to our podcast about, yup, you guessed it, the weather. And as always, joining me here across the board is fellow, fellow Weatherworks meteorologist Mike Mahalik. Hello once again, friend. <laughs> Am I a friend, really? Yeah, well, you know, did you get my check We're- this week? <laughs> i gotta make that payment to be my friend oh man yeah you are late on that anyway uh anyway um so no we uh we're gonna have a great episode here brad i mean we're, we're hitting fall now and we're starting to think about winter uh, i know that uh, I, know, I know i know we're all getting a little bit anxious about that winter uh season coming up it does get very busy here at weatherworks but it also gets busy for our friends in the landscaping and snow plowing industry and that's who we have on today. We have Anthony Monaco, the owner of Tony Monaco Landscaping with us. So, hey, it should be a good one. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're very fortunate to uh, to have Anthony as our, as our guest today. And, you know, what? let's get right to it, Mike. And uh, we'll welcome Anthony Monaco to the Weather Lounge, owner of Tony Monaco Landscaping. Hello, Anthony, and thanks for joining us again here as our guest. Thanks, Brad, Mike. It's, uh, it's great to be here. So, Tony, um, you know... I know we were just talking about getting a little bit of uh, anxiety, getting a little nervous. So uh, now that it's in the fall, are you guys uh, starting to feel that same way over there at uh, your company? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I've been thinking about snow for a long time already, unfortunately. Uh, it's always in the back of my brain. Um, and as uh, winter or fall becomes really upon us, uh, you know, it's kind of game time now. Gotcha. So before we get into some you know, snow removal stuff and some strategies and things that you might think about as you prepare for winter, um, why don't we just give a little quick background on your business and, and, and your operations? Okay. So um, my father and grandfather started this business uh, back in 1972. So it's pretty exciting. Uh, we're going to be celebrating 50 years coming up here uh, this year. Um so we're basically, uh, we're a landscape design, build, maintain firm, um, you know, specializing mainly in landscaping, hardscaping, but we do do, again, a ton of uh, maintenance and as well as snow removal, as you guys know, uh, being a client of yours since 2006. Um, so that's pretty you much, me beat. you know, what we do. <laughs> You've been a client since 2006. You got me beat by two years. I came in in 2008. Yeah, 2006. Uh, it's, it's been, uh, I got referred to you guys by SEMA. And uh, we've been uh, partners ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, Brad, uh, what do we want to start with here with the discussion about snow removal with Tony? Well, I mean, basically, you know, let's let's just get right into it. You know, take us through your preparation for a winter storm or, or what you would kind of think about as you get ready for, you know, an event in the middle of January. Uh, a decent sized snowstorm is uh, headed our way and headed your way. So, you know, take us through the setup and take us through what you would do and staffing wise and things like that. Yeah, if we're going to go uh, mid-January, hopefully we have, well, not hopefully, but hopefully we, I guess, have, you know, a few storms under our belt already. Um, crews are pretty much set on what their jobs are and where they're going. Um, all equipment should be in place uh, if, you know, we're having a, a real winter. Um and basically, it's going to really start with, you know, the forecast starting to come in and we're going to start preparing. And that's going to mean, uh, are we looking for extra labor for sidewalk shovelers? Um, do we need to bring any extra equipment in uh, if we're going to have a fairly large event? Um, and then we're going to start preparing everything. You know, the equipment's going to get run through. Mechanics are going to go through stuff. Drivers are going to check their trucks. Um and as, you know, the storm becomes closer, uh, the day before, usually we'll start loading trucks with, you know, with de-icer. Uh, and depending on what kind of snowfall we're expecting, how much de-icer we're going to actually load in. Or is it going to be a long-duration plowing event? So maybe we won't load as much salt in if, if it's a, a smaller storm where it's just going to be a, a plow and a, and a salt. Um, and then starting to come up with Hey guys, what are we thinking? Uh, what time is going to start? What time we got to have boots on the ground? Um, we've actually started implementing the last few years. Uh, we've been renting some hotel rooms. Uh, I wouldn't say seasonally, but when we have fairly large storms, um, so guys don't have to go home, they can stay pretty close to the site. So that's kind of a newer thing 
we've been doing. And me, myself, actually, have, uh, have taken myself up on that offer because uh, it's easier because then I get a little extra sleep here and there. Not that it's much, but a few minutes extra. And then uh, we wait and the flakes start. And most of the time we try to have like a this is the time we're starting and these are what, this is what time we're, you know, we're going in. But sometimes that changes. Sometimes we'll go on the on call. But for a large storm, we usually go with, you know, it's 2 a.m. Everybody's here uh, and, and it's go time. And then we pretty much start and we really don't stop until it's over and just keep plowing, plowing, plowing and shoveling and, and clean it up till it's uh, the last flakes have flown. And we've come back out and done our, uh, our last pre-check or our last, not pre-check, but our last check of the sites and uh then everybody gets to go home and then we start a rice watch uh. yeah so let's go let's go back uh to the beginning there where you said uh depending on the size of storm you know whether you're calling in uh, extra help or extra equipment so is there a certain threshold that you guys have to get to like a 6 to 12 inch storm or whatever you have to get to in order to call in that extra equipment or extra help yeah i think i think probably anything over eight, 10 inches is where I start looking for potentially having a few extra shovelers on standby equipment wise. We're pretty good. We usually don't have to call an extra equipment unless we're relocating snow, but it's usually that yeah, eight, 12 inches sloppy stuff. Um, and also timing of the storm as well. Uh, we'll de- debate what we do there. Um, we're going to need more guys during the day, obviously if our facilities are open. Yeah. So, so then I guess, that brings up another question for me would be so amounts are important um but timing seems to be one of the most important things too so is there one that takes precedence over another amounts timing like what's the most important things in these forecasts that you want to see i think honestly is timing you know amounts are amounts but i think timing is the key um you know of what time we're out on the ground and, and getting the job done uh we mainly do healthcare facilities and they're pretty much open almost all the time. Um, we have a few hour window at some of our locations where, you know, if we can get there and get it done before anybody gets there, it makes our job a lot easier. Um, versus, uh, dealing with, um, you know, a full parking lot of cars, if that, if that makes sense and people running around, but if we can get our, you know, we can get in there and get it and cleaned up and, and done, uh, before the mad rush comes in. Um, it, it definitely benefits us. The amounts are the amounts. Usually by that point, I hope the amounts, if they are large, it keeps people at home versus uh, fighting with them all day. Yeah, no, I certainly can attest to that a little bit because uh, I used to do a little snow plowing with a landscaping company. And um, I remember we had a shopping center and people would be coming to this shopping center 24-7 uh, even though it's snowing and there's six inches of snow on the ground, I would plow a row of parking spots and soon enough, somebody would be parked in one of those parking spots, uh, you know, kind of messing with my uh, plan that I was doing as an operator. I'm sure I am sure most contractors have dealt with this a million times. Um, you know, you're plowing your parking lot and you're working your way from the building out like most of us do. Um, and it's getting close to opening time and somebody has to park in that spot. Like they can't let you just finish your job. Um, and uh, sometimes I got to calm some of my operators down as they get very <laughs> frustrated when they, you know, somebody decides it's a great idea to park in that windrow of snow um, as, as we're moving along. And I said, well, you know, there's still our customers. We got to be somewhat nice even though they just screwed up your whole your whole plan there to finish the parking lot off. But it, it's part of the game, I guess. So to cite now a couple of like specific storms and, and uh, you know, what happened last year. I mean, it, it wasn't all in all a bad winter, I guess, if you want to call it that. However, we had about six weeks of constant snow and cold. You know, take us through that that one week. I think it was like the end of January going into the first couple of days of February. We had like a three day storm. I mean, how did that impact your staffing? How did it impact your your whole operation when you have like, you know, 20 to 30 inches of snow in a span of three days? And it it's not just your compact, you know, 
12 hour snowstorm. All right, it snowed. Let's go clean up and we're done. But this was just a long drawn out, uh, you know, storm that we can all remember. Yeah, I'm going to actually take you back a little bit. Um, so first, I'm going to say I was somewhat OK with the winter we had, even though it was a lot in a short period. Right. Um, because we were basically continuing to landscape and hardscape through the winter. So I was mm-hmm. happy with that. Um, but, uh, you know, my thought is if it's going to snow, it might as well just snow and be done with it. Um, so yeah, that was tough. I had a few guys that literally worked probably every day for the month of February. They, they literally worked 30 or 40 days straight or whatever it was. Um, my mechanics, my lead guys, I saw them every single day because we went from, and I try not to do it this way because it beats the heck out of the guys. We went from moving snow to plowing snow to moving snow to plowing snow to salting parking spaces. It, it was, there was a time there. It was a little bit stressful. I'm not going to lie. Um, because you know, I got guys moving snow all night and then the pushers are back on the loaders and they're plowing at four o'clock in the morning. Um, so that became a little bit tough. Um, it also became tough on our clients, especially the ones that were, uh, you know, per occurrence or per time, because they got, uh, they got wallops pretty good there in, in, in a short period of time uh, with all that stuff going on. But it was definitely it was definitely overwhelming a lot. Uh, the guys are beat up. I was beat up. And I'm kind of the guy like, oh, these guys just work 20 hours. I don't really want to call them again. Um, but they answered the phone and, and our staff was great and they were on it. But, boy, we we were beat up. And, and that was a uh, that was a tough little stretch. But I'd rather it just come all at once. And, and I think for the most part, it was all snow, which is even easier to deal with. Yeah. So, I mean, that brings up a question. I mean, how, how do you guys, how do you guys sleep? Like, how, how does it work? I mean, you got a long duration storm, which is, you know, say it's like, you know, what was it like two or three days straight almost like shift work or how, how does it work? A couple guys knock off or, or what goes on? Yeah. We've, what we've been trying to do is, is try to like, I don't go home. Usually, um, <laughs> my, my main staff usually doesn't go home. Um, we try to really get the shoveling crew and the shovelers. We try to stagger them so they can get home and get some rest. Um, them guys really take the biggest brunt of it. In my opinion, they're out there in the weather. Um, they're in and out of the truck. They're in and out of their, their sidewalk machines and, and different things. And, uh, you know, they're physically, going at it for the whole duration of the storm, you know, going back to these facilities four or five, six, seven times in a day. Um, so as the facilities start to close uh, towards the evening, I'll start sending those guys home. You know, we try to start sending them home as early as six, but between six and nine to be back again by, uh, you know, four or three in the morning, depending on what we get overnight. But sometimes we do keep a guy, on some of our larger sites running around with the machine still on the sidewalks, keeping the main arteries open. Um, most of the plow guys, you know, the loaders finally shut it down later in the evening, probably for a few hours so they can get some rest. And then a bunch of us usually, uh, will either grab a hotel for an hour or two, but most of the time just grab a quick cat nap in the truck and keep it rocking, uh, you know, for the next morning, because you're, you're pretty much, you're amped up at that point. Um, I find the hardest time for me is probably between like two and 4 a.m. That's like kind of the worst time. Once like 4.30 comes, 4, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, again, you're pretty much awake and, and you're basically just running on adrenaline. Um, and, you know, once the sun comes up, then it's not even so bad either. Uh, then you're kind of awake for it. So sleep is difficult. Um, I, I will definitely say that. So I don't really do much of that. Well, it sounds like that you have something, you know, pretty good planned out though for your employees that they at least get a couple hours of break, something like that. And, you know, that, that, that's good to have for sure. While we're on that topic, uh, Anthony, you know, uh, you get into the big cities, it's one thing with the snow and trying to remove it. Now, as you get out towards, I guess, to quote the country where I, I kind of consider Orange County more of the country and, you know, getting out into the uh, suburbs of the big cities and, you know, Western New Jersey, Northern New Jersey, the Poconos, you know, what do you do with, how does elevation impact your snowfall amounts? And, and what, do you have any different types of, uh, I guess, approaches 
to where maybe you get an extra two or three inches of snow just a couple of hundred feet further up the mountain or hill versus maybe something down in the valley, which, you know, could probably range a lot sometimes across uh, your area. You're not kidding. Um, and you probably know from speaking with me um, mm-hmm. as well as most of the meteorologists, we have a we have a pretty big variable across our county. Most of our work's pretty much centralized in the Middletown area. So we're a little bit higher elevation, um, not the highest in Orange County, but we're we're one of the higher and we're on the western end uh, of the county. So uh, elevation, for the most part, it's, you know, it's pretty close call in most of our facilities. The biggest struggle I always have is at my own home, um, just living a few minutes out of Middletown and a few hundred more feet difference. Um, so we are starting to rely on cameras um, more and more. Uh, as you know, all of a sudden I wake up and I got five inches at my home and I just drive a few miles to the shop and we go from five inches. Now there's an inch and a half of the shop, which is on the outskirts of Middletown. And then you drive into, you know, where our locations are and you know, there could be a coating to an inch maybe. Um, so, uh, that's the difference between plowing and salting. That's a huge difference between plowing and salting and, here I am trying to make phone calls to what we're going to do. Um, you know, do we need everybody in? Are we scraping? Are we salting? Are we shoveling? What, like, what are we doing? So it, it does make it difficult. And that's why we've, we started to re- really rely on cameras, um, you know, to kind of see what's going on on our sites to try to either bring the right amount of guys in or, you know, have too many guys or try to really make the right decision. Um, of what really happens, but yeah, elevation, you know, it really, it, it does mess around mainly for me personally, not so much our sites. Our sites are mainly the same. Although there is a little bit of difference between actually in the city of Middletown versus the outskirts of Middletown, where we do a lot of, uh, a lot of our plowing, you know, the outskirts usually get more um, than in Middletown. I don't know if that's from the heating from the buildings or whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, the outskirts, we, we do get it a lot. And then there's always that, uh, you know, that trigger line of Interstate 84, which we sit right on. Um, and it's always north of 84, south of 84. And you guys use that uh, a lot in your forecasts, which, you know, it's always like we're on the line of it. You know, we're literally, <laughs> I'm looking at that. 84. I'm looking at it when I'm plowing snow, you know, it's like, there it is. Uh, what side are we going to go on? Are we going to be on the east side or the west side or the north side? We'll have to send out a separate forecast for on 84. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, that, that'll be something you guys have to work on, like the on 84 line. You know, is it going to be rainy? Is it going to be snow? We have the same thing that occurs, it seems like, up in Massachusetts where a lot of people are on the Mass Pike and they have differences to the north and south of that. So it's kind of a similar thing there. Um, but one thing you brought up, uh, Anthony, was... Uh, plowing threshold. So let's put it to bed. What is your plowing threshold? Is it an inch? Is it two inches? We're taking a survey here. I, so. I've, I've heard a lot of guys have different opinions on, on they're going to salt something away and not. And from my experience, I want to see where you land on this. Um, <laughs> um, this is, you know, uh, this is a, I want to say this is a tough question. Most people say that we plow more than most, um, but and everybody's got their difference of opinions on it. I think, honestly, it depends on the event. Um, if we have a very dry, fluffy snow uh, and we get an inch, I'm going to try to burn it off probably because it'll burn off fairly easy. Um, and it also, guys, it really depends on timing as well. That's a whole nother story. Um, you know, I got to make a decision at four o'clock in the morning, what's happening. It's getting close to crunch time for facilities opening. So I got to make a call. We're either plowing or salting. Um, I've been burned before where we've had a salt and then we ended up plowing anyway. Um, so, so an inch of dry, fluffy snow, I will try to burn off if I can. Uh, an inch of slush, it's getting plowed. A half inch of slush is getting plowed because it just doesn't want to go anywhere. It's like a Slurpee. It just, you know, it sits there and it sits there and it sits there. So also, again, timing is key. Um, some places that I have the traffic, 
the salt will work better and places that I don't have the traffic, then it's a definitely a scrape. Um, again, it, it just, it, there's a, there's a fine line of each storm's a little different. Is the pretreatment working? So if you get the inch, maybe you really don't have the full inch. You got bare spots and this, the rest of the new salt will just eat it up. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely a variable. So I would say around an inch plus or minus we're plowing. Some guys will take it up to two inches. I think that's more, I don't know if that, I see that in some contracts sometimes. I don't know if that's more of like a Jersey thing. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know if two inches is more of like a Jersey thing. I see that more there than here. Um, you know, and also timing, you know, if it snows in the afternoon and you get a, an inch and it's getting dark, we're probably going to plow it versus salt it. You know, I'd have to agree with them, Brad. Uh, honestly, I mean, the times I've been out plowing and, and scraped much less than two inches and, and even less than an inch in some cases, you know, I agree with him. It, it all depends on the storm. Um, you got some sleet mixed with that right. snow. I was say the density of the snow versus, yeah. you know, I mean, your treatment is just not going to work. And then it all depends, too, about, you know, where it all is on the on your site. Like, is that area shaded? I mean, is the salt even going to work if you have a shaded, you know, north side of a building or something like that? I mean, it's not going to work as effectively. So, um, yeah, I'd have to agree with them that it really is a variable thing. Um, you know, even though, you know, some people like to draw that hard line in the in the sand of saying, OK, it's an inch or it's draw that a- hard line in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I guess my other uh, question, Anthony, would be is ice storms, okay? So you have an all-out freezing rain storm where you're getting rain, it's freezing on everything. What's your attack here? I mean, do you just keep salting or what, what's your method? Um, try to go to Florida, honestly. It doesn't, <laughs> we don't get free, they don't get freezing rain in Florida. Um, honestly, ice storms are my worst nightmare. And I'm sure most contractors would agree. Um, there's nothing worse. And, you know, I'll just kind of run it down. There's nothing worse than putting salt down and it's pouring rain outside. Because all you're doing is just, you might as well just light $100 bills on fire um, <laughs> at, at that point, literally. Um, from the customer's perspective and the contractor. But how do we attack it? Um, we got a nice storm coming. We're 100% pre-treating everything. Um you know, and, and mainly with, with de-icer salt, actually, versus, you know, liquid. We don't really dabble. We're, we're in the middle of dabbling with liquid and not, but everything's getting pre-treated. Sidewalks, parking lots, every single uh, piece of things. Um, and really then what happens is it becomes a point of uh, at some point, you know, we salt it, we salt it, and then you end up, you get that much accretion, uh, you know, creation of ice and you end up scraping it off and plowing it. Um, it, hopefully at that point it's warming up and things are getting better. Um, but you know, we've been in some of these ice storms where we've plowed parking lots three and four times scraping the accretion off, um, and, and salting it, salting it. So it's a, it's a, essentially a pre-treat, potentially another post-treat or during, you know, treatment, then you're scraping it. Then you're applying more de-icer. You know, really the biggest thing is just keeping the bond off the asphalt and the concrete. Um, and it usually has a harder time uh, keeping that bond off on the sidewalks. That concrete stays colder much longer. Um, and, you know, and it's it's really, honestly, ice storms are, are, are a nightmare for me. And I'm sure most contractors would agree. I'd rather get a foot of snow than a tenth or a quarter inch of ice. I mean, once that bond occurs... It's it's over. Uh, <laughs> the temperature is probably your your only uh, your only uh, way out of it. Yeah, me. I mean, there was one time we were called into a car dealership, uh, and it was their guys never showed up for some reason. They never showed up. They give it. They gave us a call. Um, it was a, a snow sleet event followed by ice on top, and the entire parking lot was a sheet of ice. And, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I mean, we just had. And and just getting the spreaders down there to get the the ice melt where it needed to go. I remember I was driving uh, probably an F three fifty with a big uh, salt spreader in the back, 
I was just trying to get down a lane of brand new cars and brand new F-150s. And, you know, there I am hitting the brakes at the end of the lane and the truck didn't stop. <laughs> I slammed the plow down. I was like, okay, that'll that'll bite in somewhere. Nope. Just <laughs> kept, going, kept going. And I'm just going, oh, if I hit into three F-150s, my boss is going to yeah. destroy me. Um, so it was, it was certainly a, a, uh, a, a bad situation. Um, but we eventually got it cleared up, but man, <laughs> that bond that, is yeah, bad. That'd be, that'd be a nightmare trying to do a, a car dealership and oh, you just don't want to worse. Yeah, that's tough. All right, Anthony, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Quick second. Odd story, crazy storm. Your, uh, your, I guess, oddest story or craziest storm that you could ever remember so far. Um, so far. Yeah. There's always more. Um, I would say probably 2000 and, oh, maybe 13, 14, something like that. Um, where it was, I think it was a late March storm. We got a foot on like a Thursday or Friday and we were only supposed to get like five or six inches. That's untrue. Um, we, we ended up with a foot. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you. Yeah. I'm not blaming you. It happens. It happens, you know. Um, and then after that foot, we got like another uh, two and a half feet, 30-something inches. We were paralyzed here. But it was an odd storm because like we were in the sweet spot and the gradients dropped off. And I believe even north of here got rain. Um, it was like one of those deals. And that was a miserable, miserable, miserable couple days. And it was wet and heavy and nothing could move it. And it was just, we were like state of emergency. Trees are bent over, things right. smashing, you know, power out kind of deal. But it was like a March snowstorm. Um, I'll never forget it because we do a home show in March. That was all canceled and we had set up our displays and sitting on a truck outside. It was like nothing but a nightmare. You know, schools are closed for like a week kind of deal. Um, that was probably, that was probably one of the worst, I would say the worst snowstorm um, that I can really remember being in like, being in like the, you know, my position where I am now. I mean, I can take you guys back to 93 when I was like 12 years old, riding with my dad in the backhoe for days um, you know, that, that, that was a, that was a crazy experience too. But, you know, as far as me plowing on the, the level that we plow on now, it was like that 13, 14, we had a foot and then we had a day off and then it just snowed again for gobs and gobs and gobs. And I, I think we ended up, I don't even know how many, how much snow, I think it was the year that we had that snowiest winter on record or something at like, I don't know, a hundred and some inches here. Yeah, I want to say, I, I'm pretty sure I remember the storm you're talking about and the situation you're talking about. Um, the first event that happened is what was called a uh, Norlund trough. Uh, one of those? Yes, and that's where you're basically getting... Like a uh, fire hose of snow. Yes, it's it's almost like lake effect off the ocean, uh, in a way, um, to put it very simply. Um, and you're just pumping in moisture along this trough axis, and it happened to set up over you guys. Um, and that's where you got your foot that you're talking about. And then the big storm came in. Um, and I think that was the one that actually retrograded West. Mm -hmm. Like it came into Rhode Island and then kept moving West. So I think that's where you're seeing the, um, the rain you're saying. And I think it probably would have been East of you that would have had rain. Whereas you're, you're stuck in that snow band and I know there was a lot of guys up in your area um, that, uh, let's say, just weren't happy. <laughs> they're they're intensity driven, basically, and and it's it's funny you mentioned the rain, and that makes sense because if it, if they had just like light precipitation or even moderate precipitation, the temperature may be thirty five, thirty six. Maybe it changes over to snow a little bit, but it's not going to really do anything. It's going to be white rain. However, you get underneath one of those bands, 
and you get, you know, one to two inches an hour. Temperature falls to 30 and the snow's coming down so fast, it's going to pile up quick, too. And you're right. It may be just a very narrow band that was right over Middletown, central Orange County. And then you get outside of that band, it was kind of white rain and probably didn't, you know, accumulate all that much or cause yeah, much it, problem. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. Although I, I will bring one more up. I'll, I'll bring one more up if we got a second. Um, would obviously be the Halloween storm. Oh, 2011, I think. Yeah, I was down south then. I, uh, <laughs> I remember reading about it, though. I was in Missouri. I was helping out with Extreme Makeover, and my dad called and says, you need to come home. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, we're going to get a foot of snow. I said, it's October. It doesn't snow in Orange County in October. And I can remember, boom, I got flown in. I, I, had a from, I changed my flight flying from Missouri to Chicago, Chicago to New York, and like – getting picked up at, you know, midnight at the airport. And then the next day I'm like, what is going on here? And that was a miserable one. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember that storm pretty vividly actually, um, because it, it was a very elevation dependent system too. Um, so most are, yeah. Early and late season storms are like that. Yeah. So like, uh, in Hackettstown, we have Hills surrounding that are about a thousand feet or so. And then Hackettstown itself is maybe, what is it, Brad? Like yeah, four, three, 500, 300, probably, 400, yeah, something even, like that. Yeah. Um, so there was like eight, 10 inches on the hills, but then at our actual office, much less. Um, so that was definitely elevation dependent um, with that one. But you know what? We talked a lot about snow. Um, I think right now, though, let's just take a quick break. Um, we'll come back and talk more uh, with Anthony Monaco of Tony Monaco Landscaping right after this. Heads up, it's time to renew your subscription for certified snowfall totals. Don't get left behind with unreliable information. Get the facts with WeatherWorks. We take pride in the accuracy of our post-storm snow and ice totals and will always provide you with the weather details that matter most. Don't wait for the first winter storm. Renew now and get ahead of the pack. Visit CertifiedSnowfallTotals.com today or call us at 908-850-8600. Welcome back, everyone, to the Weather Lounge, and today we have Anthony Monaco of Tony Monaco Landscaping joining us as our guest, and uh, we're very fortunate to have him here on the show, and uh, we're getting ready for winter 2021. Hard to believe. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about snow here in the next uh, few months, and uh, Anthony, uh, you know, snow removal, it's kind of a year-round business now. I mean, we recognize that you have, you know, an entire landscaping division, but what would you say are some of the most important preparations that you take during the off season? Pretty much the, the biggest things, I mean, is, is obviously securing our contracts. Most of them are multiple year, but keeping them secured. So, you know what you have to plan for uh, in the, when the season comes. So, you, you know, you're, if you're buying new equipment or making purchases, um, you know, different, uh, different things like that with the, you know, with all the equipment stuff, um, you know, and making sure, that uh, our salt suppliers are secured with pricing, um, you know, and the de-icers. Um, and that, I would say that's pretty much, you know, the, the most important uh, things, I guess. A lot of times um, clients that we deal with and probably yourself too, they like to utilize uh, our Snowtistics product, which kind of goes into the snow history in a certain location or where you might have your site. Now, do you find yourself, you know, using that a lot and, you know, the, the utility of that help you? Yes, of course, because, you know, when we're doing our seasonal contracts, especially, you know, kind of looking at what our winters kind of look like, quote unquote, on an average, but, you know, it kind of helps us how many events, uh, how many big events, how many small events, uh, what we kind of, you know, historically get here. Um, it seems like there's a lot of more off the wall stuff in the later years here, um, where you see kind of crazy ups and downs, but, um, I would say that definitely helps, especially with, again, our contracts and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Cause I don't think a lot of people, uh, know Brad that, you know, it's not just those 10 year, five year stuff, but we can also do those like storm Long, uh, event yeah. breakdowns, um, where we can you know, actually break it down to, okay, this is how many two to four inch events you had, four to six inch events, six to 10, you know, that sort of thing. So, um, I know shameless plug, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, okay. uh, but we just thought, you know, you were bringing up some of your, uh, preparation and stuff like that. Um, but 
you know, I don't know. Uh, where do we go here for uh, Brad? I mean, you know, we talk about the certified snowfall totals, you know, you build them into your contracts and, you know, what, what are the benefits and the advantages of the verification service, Anthony? I mean, how, how do you you just show someone like here's how much it snowed or I mean, do they understand? Yeah. So most of our I would say we're probably like a 70, 30 mix of uh, contracts versus, um, you know, seasonal contracts versus per push or per occurrence kind of events. So. Basically, what that does is it really helps. Um, it helps billing, which is my sister. Um, it helps her, you know, <laughs> clarify. She waits for the email to come, and, and you know that basically clarifies. We pretty much know, you know, already for the most part what we're getting. Basically, you know, what we got. Basically, talked by you guys and and measuring and, and doing some field measurements ourselves. Um, but we wait for that, and basically, what that does is it gives them. There's like, no, this is what it is. Here it is right here. It's certified. Sometimes we don't always agree with it. We want the higher number, but you know, we, 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 we judge by what you guys say and, and we go with that. Um, and most of the time it's 99.9 and, and a half percent perfect to what we have. So it works out, but there's no, there's no dispute. There's no argument. Here it is real people, not some machine generated in Newburgh or Albany or wherever it might be, um, giving us, uh, you know, the, the, um, the, uh, snow statistics stuff. Um, and, and it kind of gives the breakdown of the storm. Um, we send that right along with our bill. Um, and then there's no questions. Um, even on a storm, that's, I, I'll tell you kind of a sto- storms that really, it helps us like on our per push ones that they're paying every time we drop the blade. Well, I mean, if we get a four inch snowstorm during the day and it starts at 7 AM, that could justify a few extra plowings in there. Um, and kind of showing it started now and it ended then. And, you know, we don't want to let snow sit on somebody's driveway all day and not show up. So, you know, we might be plowing an inch and a half, two times or three times. Um, and then this way again, they say, oh, why'd you plow it this many times? Well, it started snowing at 6 a.m. and it got done at 10 p.m., but we only got four inches. Um, but you guys were open, you were clear all day, and it, and it just justifies it basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important to note. Um, you know, we are we are the middle ground over here at Weatherworks. You know, um, we just are reporting the numbers we're seeing. So, um, and it's all done by live people. Um, it's not just a machine. It's not just a computer. You know, we are analyzing those numbers um, and, and getting them out there. But enough about that. Um, so. There's a question here we were thinking about. Um, obviously, you do a lot of landscaping, but is there any? Do you apply any ideas or or successes you had in the landscaping to your winter operations? Is there any type of like thinking or strategies from there that help you with winter? You meaning from like my landscape perspective? Does landscaping help my winter business? Is that what you're kind of asking? Yeah, in any in any sense of the rhyme, I think we're we were trying to see if if that helped in any way. Um, I mean, the landscaping business, we have our trucks, we have a lot of our equipment, so it stops a lot of rentals and leasing and, and things of that nature. So, I mean, I guess we already have the equipment, so we might as well use it, kind of uh, kind of thing. So, you know, we we have the loaders, we have the skid steers, um, we have some tractors and things, different things, we ATVs and different things we use for you know, the sidewalk. So we have them. So we outfit them with a plow. Um, the only downside is, you know, we buy them for landscaping and we use them for snow plowing. The snow plowing kind of beats them up. Um, so, you know, now you're buying more of it, but, uh, I, I guess it's the nature of the beast. Uh, and we, we try to figure that into the equation when we're buying things. Now, now you mentioned earlier how you were, uh, actually doing some landscaping last year, you know, well into the winter. And I, you know, I would say, yeah, why not? I mean, you might as well take advantage of the weather. Is is there? Is I guess it's a gradual change, though, for you from summer or green, um, you know, work versus you know the 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 winter time. I mean, you you don't just have a set date where you say, all right, we're putting all the plows on now, or you know, we're taking them off now. And that's April tenth or something like that. I mean, is there? Is, I guess I guess what I'm asking is, is, do you leave a couple of landscaping? vehicles ready to go or or supply you know whatever machines that you would use until like mid-december if you could so yeah so i would say things have definitely changed over the last 25 years um 
if you go back 25 or 30 years ago, um, when my dad was running everything, you know, um, yeah, come, you know, come whatever time that might have been, uh, sometime mid December, the plows went on the trucks and it was basically over. Um, and nobody worked. We only worked when it snowed and then whatever it might be, March 15th. Okay. We're back to work now. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to call it, we pretty much, you know, once December starts coming and we, we obviously pay a lot of attention to the weather. Um, once December starts coming, we'll hook up a truck or two and kind of take it out of the rotation for landscape work um, and kind of leave it, uh, you know, loaders and machines will start getting set around. Um, we'll try to make sure we have some equipment in place. God forbid you get the freak thing in the middle of the night. Cause I know us contractors really love hooking up clouds and sanders at two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's never fun. Should I say? I'm sure you'll love getting that call from us too at uh, 2 a.m. in the morning. Hey, Tony, uh, snow squall coming in, buddy. This is going to cover everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I dread those. They're the worst ones. Um, but, you know, that's why at least we have something set up. Um, and then we continue to work and we kind of base it on the forecast of what we're doing. Um, so at least we're halfway ready. But once we know it's go time and you say there's a, a three to six are coming in, then it's, you know, everything gets transformed back and, you know, it's all snow removal for there. And then. Again, depending on the weather, it will depend if we go back out and keep working or not. Um, it kind of costs a little bit of money to work in the winter um, because you're back and forth. Like, I don't have an extra fleet um, that I could just say, this is the landscaping stuff and this is the snow plowing stuff. So, you know, dismantling, you know, a couple trucks. But I would say basically by, you know, by Christmas time, for the most part, most of our trucks are set up. And again, it depends on the winter we're having. And then we get a little creative on what we're doing. Maybe we're getting deliveries from certain people on different things to kind of keep our truck set up to save us some money from mantling and dismantling and and moving stuff around, um, especially the skid steers and the loaders. I mean, we got a bunch of those things to move around, and if they're all working, they all got to get home to where they're going to be plowing. So, um, you know, that's kind of how that works. And then the same thing going in the spring. You know, we'll we'll probably leave a – We'll leave one truck set up through March because, you know, you can get the freaky things in March. Two, we'll probably leave at least one truck set up till, you know, the last week of the month just to kind of see what's – and again, depending on the weather. If we got 70 degrees and sunny for the next four weeks, then it's it's pretty much – it comes off and we're done. Wash it and put it away. Yeah, I mean that's the most popular question we get in March is, is are we done? And, you know, it varies, of course, because we cover so many areas and, you know, it, no, you're not done in New England. No, you're probably not done in even the Hudson Valley. You know, you get down towards Maryland, you're probably done. So it varies, of course. But, yeah, it's a very popular question. And really starting in early March, you know, from some of our southern clients versus, you know, probably as you get into early April, then by into New England. Yeah. And as of late, I mean, we've been having some April storms, it seems. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Last year or two years ago, we even had uh, some snow on in May, early May. We we had we had snow showers Mother's Day weekend last year, two thousand twenty or two thousand nineteen, and then even this past year it was cold. And I think we have some some snow flurries uh, that weekend again this year. So it's yeah, it's it's been a crazy. It's been such a slow s- spring, but it, like like Anthony was saying, it goes up and down. You know, you have a seventy two degree day, you're like oh, winter's definitely over. There's no way it can snow again. And a week later, and yep, yeah, yeah, we got snow flurries. Well, that's the nature of uh, living in the Northeast United yeah. States here. I mean, that's uh, what we got to deal with. You know, we have a bunch of seasons and they they seem to run into each other a lot of times. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like um, I feel like fall is lasting longer and spring is starting later. It, it, that's kind of my feeling. I don't know. You're right. It, it, the last couple of years feels like fall, late, you know, summertime weather can go all the way to like almost Thanksgiving. And then it just seems like winter hangs on forever now. But but to counter that, you know, we have had some October, late October snowstorms, early November right, snowstorms. Right, but then, then it warms up again. Well, sure. But it's like, what's going on there? We got to talk to our data team on this yeah. one. Like, why is it that it seems like we get an early storm and I'm talking, you know, late October and then we're good and then we don't have winter officially hit until later. It, there's, it almost seems like something's going on. Maybe it's just the way it seems and it's really not the case, but hey, we got three people agreeing here. I don't know. All right, Anthony, uh, last subject we're going to talk about, and it's, uh, you know, it's something that's impacted every single human being in this world 
over the last almost two years. And, uh, you know, how, how have you been doing with the COVID impacts? I mean, or the staffing? I mean, has it has it are you back to almost normal now or or you still have issues? I mean, business has that been up and down due to COVID? I mean, what kind of impacts have you had uh, to your to your landscaping business and snow removal? Um, I would say, you know, my core employees, I'd be nothing without them guys. And they have stuck with me through the thin, the thick and the thin of it. Um, you know, finding new employees is very, 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 very difficult. So, you know, trying to fill those voids has been extremely hard the last year and change. Um, the work, uh, and I would say most contractors would probably agree. If you ask me in April of 2020, I probably would have thought I was going out of business. Um, if you talk to me in June of 2020, we're going to have the best year ever. You talk to me in, you know, December of 2020, we had the best year ever. Um, you know, and this year could potentially be even more. Um, you know, but staffing is difficult, finding more people. So on the business end, super busy. That's not an issue. Um, it, but, it, you know, materials are a problem. Um Salt hasn't really been an issue. I'll say that for winter time. Um, we just got our last of our, our salt uh, salt suppliers uh, prices in. That really wasn't affected. You know, our landscaping materials, they have gone up. Equipment has gone up and labor has gone up uh, hugely. Um, you know, our, our, you know, our, our hourly employees have went from one spectrum to the other. Um, so it's, it's affecting uh, as these contracts renew, it's going to affect them um, as well. But, yeah, uh, staffing is, is difficult, and that does concern me a little bit here as we're going into winter as some of those extra guys, are they going to be there? Are they not going to be there? Um, but we're also looking at more equipment to try to help um, that shortage of people. Now, do you think this is your new staffing? Um, has that been a thing that's been a result of COVID or itself, or do you think it's more of like a generational thing that's been going on that's been kind of slackening off, then COVID hit, and then, oh my God, I can't find any new employees. Without getting politics involved, though, Anthony. I won't do that. You guys probably know where I stand on that, but I won't get that involved. With every guest we have, we got no politics. We don't want to talk. No, no, no politics on the weather lounge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're, we're just looking for a general trend. I'm not trying to go anywhere with this. I think it's something to do with the COVID situation and the effects of it, um, you know, I just think it's something with that. And, you know, that's kind of my opinion. I don't, I think things were okay before COVID even happened. Um, you know, finding staff was, at least we had people coming to apply for jobs and actually showing up to them. Um, now people just don't even apply or they apply and don't show up or we hire them and they just don't show up. Um, so it's, yeah, I don't know if you guys are experiencing the same kind of thing there, but, and it doesn't matter for what position we're hiring for management laborer, operator, whatever. It just, it's across the board, the same thing. So I'm not really sure what's going on. I mean, people have to be somewhere. I don't know where they are though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just kind of strange to me because I would have thought um, if you're looking for laborers in the landscaping industry, you're basically going to be outside nine times out of 10. And to me, if you're worried about COVID, if that's your concern, why not be outside? Why not be outside in the fresh air? You know, you're, you're spaced out from people a lot of times, you know, you know working mulch or whatever or, or cutting bushes or whatever you're doing. You know, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, what the disconnect here is. And, uh, you know, like Brad said, we, there might be a few reasons. There might not be. <laughs> I don't know. We got to stay away from that a little bit. Middle but, of the road. Um, but it's interesting because, like, I, I don't know. I re even remember... When I was working landscaping, when I think it was the, the swine flu, I think, came out or the H1N1 or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And we were all worried about that. And I would just said to my buddy in the truck, I was like, well, I'm on a lawnmower in the middle of a field. I've probably got the least chance if I was working, you know, in a confined area, you know, you're going to have more of a chance. So, you know, just my two cents on the topic. But yeah, we could go more, but we won't. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 not go that far. I think we're already tiptoeing around. Man, do we have any other questions for him? Because 
I, th- I thought of one a few minutes ago, and I can't remember it, that I had oh. like a burning snow removal question for him. I, I can't oh, think of anything. Oh, I know what it is. I got it. Okay. Snow removal question for you. Um, I used to hate doing driveways. Okay. So what's the best way to get the snow out of a driveway? You're in a plow truck. You know, I mean, I would go up to the door, I back drag it, and then a lot of times the back drag wouldn't work. I'd get the snow just, you know, smashed to the ground on the guy's driveway, and then I got me more upset. So what's your best strategy on that? Well, the best strategy here at Monaco is we don't do driveways. Ah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we, do, we do about two driveways. Um, <laughs> we do about two, my parents' house um, in my house. And, uh, you know, there is no best way. Uh, I think the best way is you probably got to get one of those rear plows. Um, like they have out in the Midwest mainly that I'm seeing, um, you know, where they get a, one of those deals. But yeah, we unfortunately or fortunately, we don't do any driveways except our own personal homes. Um, and I don't know what the best way is. I think a rear plow or unfortunately a guy with a shovel. Um, it's probably the best way to do Because I, I mean, I assume, did you get out and shovel yourself or you were just a plow operator? Um, well, it all depended what I needed to do. Like if I couldn't get it done with the truck, you know, then, then I had to, uh, get out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I like to stay in the truck as much as I could. Um, you know, and uh, they'd say, Hey, we need some sidewalk help. Be like, well, I'm doing the shopping center down the street guys. I'm, I'm good. Um, but I know the one thing that bothered me the most was that um, before we upgraded to one of the nice uh, spreaders in the back of the truck that had like the hopper and stuff like that, the guy would load you up and then you'd be all good. We had just the one on like the tailgate uh, where I had to go into the back of the truck, get out, shovel the salt into that hopper and then, you know, get back in the truck and then get going with my spreading. And I'll tell you what, that was annoying. Um, call me I don't know. Call me soft or what you will, but when I was in that warm truck the whole time, I did not want to get out. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could imagine. I, I could take it back to when I was a kid, slinging salt out of the back of a dump truck, just slinging it with a shovel. That's how my dad. That's how we used to do it, slinging it out of a truck. <laughs> well, hey, Anthony, thanks for uh, being with us today. I mean, I, I think we had a great conversation here um, about snow removal, and and I think our uh, listeners probably learned a lot. I'm sure they did. And I I really appreciate you guys having me on here uh, and and, and talking snow, um, even though it gives me anxiety, but I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you joining us here at the, uh, in the weather lounge. With that, uh, Anthony, thanks a lot again uh, for being with us. And, uh, you know, that's it for the weather lounge. Uh, This episode uh, was great. I liked it a lot. Um, We'll have more about snow removal and, more about uh, weather terms. I know a lot of our listeners like to hear that too uh, in the near future. But um, yes, again, we're at the Weather Lounge. We're going to have a new episode every two weeks. So please visit. And that about does it. Just find us on anywhere you get your podcasting platform. So thanks for listening. We'll see you again.